Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Alex Taylor was born with an eye condition that saw his sight deteriorate over time. Despite being visually impaired, the 31-year-old from Stafford has never allowed his sight loss to hold him back from trying to forge a career in the retail sector. And he joins me now. Alex, thank you so much for joining us here on RNIB Connect Radio. Now, you have uh, been diagnosed with RP and uh, you lost your sight very gradually. Tell us a bit about that. Well, I haven't lost it completely yet. We were expected to lose our sight by the time we were 18, you see. But it's been a lot slower than they expected. It's not been too bad. We've been able to cope with it and get by so everything's gradual and you just learn to live with it did you have rp then as as a child i mean did you start noticing that your sight was deteriorating uh, in your teens yes it was found out that we had it when when i was about four it was my grandmother really she could tell that there was a problem with my eyes and then eventually when we got to the opticians and through a few more specialists they could tell that i'd got rp and then as my age went on and on, and at school, it wasn't as bad at school as it is now. So school was fairly, fairly normal. But I had a good group of friends which looked after me, so that wasn't too bad. Your friends are, are all important, you know, when you're going through things like that. And I know from personal experience, you know, I lost my sight when I was 19, Alex, uh, and I've been blind for 20 years now. And, uh, you know, I'd never come across any kind of visual impairment or, or anybody with a visual impairment. So uh, it was all very, very new to me, I have to say. And I, I think one of the, the things that I worried about the most was, was I ever going to get a job? Um, because I'd been an air hostess and I'd traveled about and you know I was in the threshold of my life the threshold of my career everything was kind of going my way and and that world which was to become my oyster suddenly became a very tightly closed clam so that must have been something that you must have thought about over the years you know growing up how difficult would it be to get a job with a visual impairment going through school it was always on my mind whether I'd be able to get a job what I'd be doing after school because of my eyes I had a job before I got to Asda where I am now and that was fine, I was looked after there but as soon as I got to Asda it was brilliant. Well, do you know, we're, we're going to talk about that, actually, because um, we've got a lot to talk about regarding ASDA, because they have been very good to you, haven't they? And um, I know that you started at ASDA. You were, you were the manager of a fruit and veg store, and then you found yourself unemployed uh, for 12 weeks, which must have been very, very frustrating. I know going through the kind of uh, application process for jobs and being turned away, and you wonder, is it because you don't have the qualifications or you don't have the, the, you know, what they're looking for or is it because you're visual impairment? You really start to kind of question yourself, don't you? You do, yes, especially with the visual impairment. Every application you put in, you thought, hopefully they don't take into account, even though they're not meant to, it does play on the back of your mind, whether it's in the back of their mind. Exactly. Well, do you know, you've been working at ASDA now for nine months, am I right? Yeah, Yeah, just coming up to 10 months now. And uh, you've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think Asda, it sounds like they've been very, very impressed by you. Now, uh, you've risen to promotion very, very quickly with Asda. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, um, I think it was after about three months. I'd asked about an advanced role and they mentioned to me it was a 
a bit too quick with me only being there for three months. But a week later, the cogs must have been turning, and I was asked if I'd have a go at the process section leader role, which I jumped at. And, well, it was quite remarkable that they thought about me. I don't know, it was just nice to be thought about in that way. And I could tell then that my eyes wouldn't be playing a problem for them, which was a relief. How did ASDA actually support you through the training then? They did everything, I think, imaginably possible. They made sure, because you go away for basically four weeks, but they condensed it down to two weeks for me because um, they didn't want Pet or my guide dog to be all agitated in a new place. And they put me in a, a very nice hotel next to the canal where Pet could have lots of walks at the end of the day. And on the training, it was just brilliant. All the assessors and the trainers, they just couldn't do enough for me. They loved Petal, and it was just a very fun time, even though it was training. Do you know, it's, it's always great when work turns out like that, and I think it always, you know, really makes you feel so much more respected when you know that people are going out of their way to make your life a little bit easier. I know that I've seen that over the years with, you know, various different journalistic jobs that I had, even at university, uh, people slightly tweaking things just to make my life a bit easier. How did ASDA help you along the way? I mean, what kind of things did they change for you or how did they go out of their way? I can't really put my finger on it, if you understand what I mean. It's just a lot of little things that you can't quite explain that just build up and make everything easier about the job I do. It's just little things, people giving me little bits of help in little bits of areas that just sort of make it easier for to do my jobs with my eyes. I suppose it is a difficult one because sometimes you just feel supported even though, you know, th- th- there's there's nothing actually kind of yes. that kind of obvious to other people. But to you, the little things mean a lot. And it can be, you know, little things like somebody reading something to you or explaining smaller text or that kind of thing, helping you with your guide dog. I mean, I know that as my colleagues here at the radio station will quite often, if I'm doing a live broadcast or I'm in the studio, they'll take my dog out for me and it's the little things like that that really mean a lot to me because it's help and I don't even need to ask them. Yes, yeah, because most of the time I don't take up the help that they offer but they still offer it again and again and it's just nice that they're being supportive and carrying on thinking how to help me and support me. Which is just incredible. It really, really is. And, and you know, it's, it's a great testament. You're a great testament, actually, to ASDA and, and, you know, how proactive they're being with disability within their workforce. Um, obviously, you know, you're really enjoying yourself and uh, you've got colleagues there that you got on very, very well with. I mean, we've been reading lots about you, Alex. Um, has everybody fallen in love with your guide dog, Petal? Yes. Uh, I think she has a whale of a time in the office from the sounds of it. Everyone goes up to her, strokes her. She has a bit of a play with everybody. She's um, the perfect guide dog, I'd say, because you could play with her. And then all of a sudden you tell her, get on your bed, please, Petal. She goes straight on her bed and she'll lie there until, until she has to move, start working again. I know, sometimes I wish my husband would behave as well as my guide dog, Alex, yeah. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Make life a lot easier, it really, really would. 
How difficult do you think it is for, for people with a visual impairment to get work? I mean, you know yourself what it's like, but what's it like in the retail sector? Because you kind of think of, of people working in the retail sector with a visual impairment, you know, how are they going to find this or how are they going to be able to explain that? And I think the problem is not with us, it's with people that maybe aren't that educated on disability. But it, it sounds like ASDA are doing their utmost to kind of help you along the way and help other people, including your colleagues, come to terms with your visual impairment and, and just how to how to deal with, with everyday life. You can understand where employers are coming from in the retail sector, will they be able to do that? Will they be able to do this? But with ASTA, they've just trusted me, trust the person they're hiring, trust that that person will ask for help, and and if they just offer help, even though half the time maybe that person with the disability will reject it, but the other half they won't, and I think that will help improve the company as a whole but in other aspects and maybe with other colleagues that don't have a disability maybe. Well it sounds like you're doing phenomenally well. Just finally Alex, where do you see yourself in the future? Would you like to work your way up the ranks to to a managerial post in ASDA? Certainly would, definitely. The environment is so much better than I thought it would be. Not that I thought it would be bad, but it's just it's above and beyond working for ASDA. It's Everybody there is helping you. Everybody there is trying to push you on to the next level as well. And it's just, I can see myself moving up, especially with the support of everybody, especially as the Stafford managers, other section leaders, and even colleagues as well. They just support each other. It's just a place where you want to be. Well, it sounds like a real family environment and uh, you sound very popular there, Alex. Thank you so much for joining us here at RNIB Connect Radio today and the very best of luck with the future. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to me. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.